Trentus Magnus, Jabs Reality. Or it could be Trentus Magnus Punches Reality. To be honest with you, I haven't really figured it out yet. But either way, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and like so many other people, a dwindling number of people, it seems, but still a lot of people, I use Facebook, right? And... Honestly, the the main reason that I'm even on there, I probably would have closed it down ages and ages and ages ago, except, well, it's kind of handy for promoting my podcast. And so that's, if I had, if I had to guess, I would say that's probably the main reason that I've kept it active all this time. And if you've got any familiarity with Facebook at all, odds are you probably know about the on this day feature that uh, Facebook uses, and it basically shows you, you know, all the stuff that you've posted on this exact date in previous years, right? And it was a couple of days ago, or like a week ago, or something like that, that one of the things that popped up in my on this day, for that particular day, was this personality test. And I took I took this personality test years and years ago, and for those of you who don't know, I went through a little bit of a phase for a couple of years there where I was just taking a lot of personality tests because I think they're kind of fun, you know? You're not really supposed to, at least I don't think you're supposed to ascribe too much importance to that, but, you know, they, you know, in their place, they can actually be kind of fun, I think. So, one of the personality tests that I took, and this was years ago, but one of the personality tests I took was, uh, which Harry Potter character are you? So I filled out all the different uh, questions, and then I got my results. I'm Draco Malfoy, and a wonderful time was had by all. And so after that, I pretty much forgot about it and didn't really think about it again until, like I say, it was like a couple of days ago or a week ago or something like that. And it came up in my on this day thing in Facebook, right? Well, that's kind of interesting, so took a I took another look at it, and what I guess I'd kind of forgotten the instant I took this I, I took this personality test was it doesn't just give you a character which was the only part that I really remembered it doesn't just give you a character from Harry Potter it also gives you some kind of a like descriptive label looking thing that I didn't really know a whole lot about so I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to it I just listed that in my Facebook comments, and then that pretty much was that, right? Well, I came back. Uh, I came back to this a couple of days ago, like I say, and I noticed that, hey, not only am I Draco Malfoy, but there's my little four-letter uh, Myers Briggs descriptive label thing. So that's kind of interesting. Don't really know a whole lot about Myers Briggs, so I Googled it, right? <clears throat> and. It looks like there are basically 16 different personality types that somebody might fall into. And so that seems kind of interesting. And then I looked at what my particular personality type is. And 
and I just I remember sitting there, you know, looking at this like INTJ. The fuck is an INTJ? So I did a little bit of Google research into that because, you know, it was nighttime and I was kind of bored, didn't have too much else to do. And what INTJ stands for is introverted, intuitive, thinking, judging, right? And those are basically the dominant personality traits that apparently make up the personality and thinking of Magnus, right? And as it happens, you know, this is apparently one of the more rare personality types. Uh, apparently only like 2% of the population fit, fit in as INTJ. And, you know, I actually started, you know, reading and, you know, guys, it's like on the one hand, I don't want to, I don't want to be all melodramatic about it and, and all that, but I do, I do think it's important to say that, you know, it was kind of a revelation, you know, reading this because, you know, there was a time, again, not trying to be dramatic about it here, but, you know, there was a time, I don't know how many of you people remember this, but that, that period when there was, I don't even know what else to call it except crazy chic, you know, it was a little bit trendy to have a screw loose, right? And... You know, either you remember this or you don't, but it's like everybody was on fucking Prozac or something like that. And, you know, basically it was just, it was a kind of weird time in American history where, you know, we definitely had bigger things, more important things that we probably needed to be talking about as a culture. But for some reason we were talking about how everybody's insane, but it's okay, you know, and all of that. And so, I don't know, but, so I don't want to sound like one of those types. And that's my point. I don't want to sound like one of those types, but you know, I, and I also don't want to sound melodramatic either, but, you know, I really have kind of struggled my whole life fitting into anything or with anybody, you know? And it's just like all of this, uh, like the social s stuff that pe other people seem to get into, I've just, I've never understood, I've never related to, and I've wanted, I I've never wanted to engage in myself, you know? <clears throat> and so as a result, I thought, well, gee, I guess... You know, how do you know if there's something wrong with you? Well, here you go. So, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that's always been kind of bouncing around in the back of my mind. You know, wow, am I like a weirdo or something? Because, you know, I don't especially like making small talk with other people. That just isn't really for me. I mean, if I'm going to talk to somebody, I just assume that it'd be about something of substance. This as opposed to, I don't know, like sports or something like that, you know? <clears throat> just didn't make sense to me, you know? And... Yeah, come to find out that no, this is actually very typical of of INTJs, and this is like, this is like a real thing. You know, we're not talking about kind of like you know these bullshit ideas that people come along with sometimes, like chemtrails and stuff like that. I mean, this is like real stuff, you know. And so, the little descriptive sort of essay. I'm not going to read the whole thing because you know that's kind of kind of boring. But you know, there were a few things that really did jump out at me. And, you know, various of the, you know, sources and whatnot that I was able to find. And one of them, this comes from a web page called Type Logic. So you can just look at the INTJ page on Type Logic. And you can, if you're so interested, read more about it there. But basically, the part that I, or parts that I want to read, uh, go a little something, something like this. 
To outsiders, INTJs may appear to project an aura of definiteness or uh, of self-confidence. This self-confidence, <clears throat> sometimes mistaken for simple arrogance by the less decisive, is actually of a very specific rather than a general nature. Its source lies in the specialized knowledge systems that most INTJs start building at an early age. When it comes to their area or to their own areas of expertise, and INTJs can have several, they will be able to tell you almost immediately whether or not they can help you, and if so, how. INTJs know what they know, and perhaps still more importantly, they know what they don't know. <clears throat> and, you know, guys, I mean, I look at, you know, the, the, the different interests and whatnot uh, that I have, the most relevant of which to most of you listening is probably to do with uh, uh, comics and, you know, geek-related culture and, and stuff like that. But my interests are actually a lot more broad-based than just that. It's just that, you know, when you do a show that's all about comics, movies, and TV shows, it doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense to talk about my fascination with history or my fascination with religion in general and Catholicism in particular or any of my other interests. You know, it just doesn't make sense to do that, you know. But I do have them, you know, <clears throat> quite a, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, <clears throat> I uh, just woke up a little while ago. This is the first time I've really had a chance to record this. You know, I've got the house all to myself, so I maybe could have waited for a little while, but then, you know, and if I'd waited for a while, my voice would probably be a little more normal. But if I waited for a little while, I might not have the house to myself anymore. So hmm. anyway, but um. Like I say, you know, a pretty broad range of interests, very few of which actually fit inside the scope of this podcast. And so that's why most of you probably don't really know a whole lot about it. And but it is true, you know, I mean, I, you know, like expert, why, what, what does it mean to be an expert on something? I don't really know. But, uh, you know, I do consider myself to be knowledgeable about, you know, quite a few things. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so, so there's that. But the part about this um, that really jumped out at me and kind of, um, I don't know, really got my attention was a little bit further down on the page under the section for introverted intuition. Basically, this, this little section says, INTJs are idea people. Anything is possible. Everything is negotiable. Whatever the outer circumstances, INTJs are ever perceiving inner pattern forms and using real-world materials to operationalize them. Others may see what is and wonder why. INTJs see what might be and say why not. Paradoxes, antimenines, <clears throat> whatever, close enough, and other contradictory phenomena aptly express these intuitors, intuitors' amusement at those whom they feel may be taking a particular view of reality too seriously. INTJs enjoy developing unique solutions to complex problems. <clears throat> and um, I, I, uh, another section of this, just kind of related to that, Whatever system an INTJ happens to be working on is for them the equivalent of a moral cause to an INFJ. Both perfectionism 
and disregard for authority may come into play as INTJs can be unsparing of both themselves and the others on the project. Boy, is that true. You know, um, it goes on to say, <clears throat> INTJs have also been known to take it upon themselves to implement critical decisions without consulting their supervisors or their co-workers. Here again, that's very true. <clears throat> um, to give you guys an example, I haven't really talked a whole lot about, you know, the job that I have right now. Because the job that I have right now is, well, it's nothing to do with comics, movies, and TV shows. So talking about it on my show just doesn't really seem like it fits in all that well. <clears throat> Sorry, I just wanted to get a sip off my Dr. Pepper. Doesn't seem like it would fit in all that well. <clears throat> <clears throat> but, you know, as far as, you know, the, the uh, subject matter for this episode, it is worth saying that, you know, any job that I've ever had in life, you know, um, there's, I guess it's like, I guess they're like any job in as much as, you know, nine times out of 10, there's a, there's a little rule book that'll tell you what to do at any given moment. And in the great majority of cases, <clears throat> I typically, when I'm at work, I just, I usually do what I think needs to be done. And I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I try not to intellectualize it all that much, but you know, I have noticed that if doing my job means, <clears throat> this is kind of getting annoying. <clears throat> If doing my job means that I'm not necessarily in perfect lockstep with the rules, then fuck it. I guess it's time to break the rules, you know? A good example of uh, of what I mean <clears throat> was, and I don't want to get too inside baseball on this particular job, but you do need to have, a, have some details about it in order to understand um, – what exactly it was that I did and how big a deal this actually is, you know? And, uh, for a job that I had, this was a couple of years ago, I worked for a web hosting company here in Houston. And the rules say that if somebody comes into tech support and they want to, you know, they need to get something, you know, some aspect of their service fixed. Oh, and they also want to buy new service I have to sell them new service, right? It doesn't matter that I'm not actually in sales it, and that I'm in tech support. The fact is they want new service and so I have to sell it to them, right? <clears throat> Except for a dedicated server, right? And for those of you who don't know what a dedicated server is, it's basically, well, I, I would hope it's all kind of in the name, but this is a web server that you have all to yourself. You're not sharing it with anybody else. Whereas in the great majority of cases, a lot of uh, web hosting is shared in some way or another. You're sharing web space with a bunch of other people. A dedicated server is, this is all yours and no one else is going to mess with it. Now, the the downside to that is you're responsible for... A lot, I mean, you really need to know what you're doing, you know, if you get a dedicated server, this is not something for the faint of heart. The shared hosting, uh, that's managed by 
my now former employer, right? They do all the heavy lifting. They manage it for you. They make sure everything's working and all that fun stuff, you know, with the server. With the service, if you break it, well, that's on you. But with the service itself, you know, the company would, would, would be responsible for administrating that and maintaining that and all that fun stuff. Whereas a dedicated server, you are the admin and it's up to you to keep it working and all of that, right? And so for that reason, because of the amount of work that a, uh, that a, a customer is responsible for whenever they have a dedicated server, I don't actually have permission to sell them one, okay? It's against the rules for me to sell them a dedicated server, right? I do tech support. I don't do sales. And, you know, even though I'm supposed to sell them other kinds of web hosting, if it comes to, uh, you know, a dedicated server, well, tough shit. Um, ordinarily, I should sell them uh, service, <clears throat> but not for dedicated, not, not for a dedicated server. You know, if they need dedicated hosting, they, no matter what, they have to talk to a, a, uh, sales representative for that. Right. And where this became a problem for me was somebody came into, uh, they basically called me and they said, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my shared web hosting is, it's all, fucked up. And so, you know, we need to get it fixed. So I fixed it. And the guy said, Oh, and by the way, um, I need a dedicated server, bro. So, uh, let's, let's get one of those, one of those going. I can't do that. I can't, I mean, I could, I could get fired if I, if I sell this guy dedicated service, right? So what I'm supposed to do is fill out this kind of retarded little form and it'll, uh, you know, when you click submit, it'll be distributed based on some kind of a lottery thing that I don't really understand. Um, it'll get distributed somehow to somebody in, <clears throat> in uh, the sales department. And then somebody in the sales department will call the guy back and then, you know, blah, bitty, blah, bitty, blah, right? That's what's supposed to happen. Now, guys, if there's one thing that I know, it's sales, all right? And this guy is ready to pop, all right? This sale is hot. And whenever you've got a hot lead, you need to you need to jump on that as quick as you can, because you know, guys, that hot lead might not be there next week. It might not be there later this week. It might not be there later today. Okay, you have to get on this thing as quickly as you possibly can. Best case scenario, if I if if I click submit on this little sales department notification form, best case scenario, we're looking at forty eight hours turnaround. All right which means the company could lose a sale. That's not good, right? And so here, here I am, you know, an INTJ, apparently, and I found myself in a situation where the rules don't, they, they don't apply to this particular situation. They just don't, all right? So instead of following these really fucking stupid rules, um, what, I, what I did was I broke the rules. Uh, I basically just sent an instant message to, um, a, a sales guy that happened to be online at that moment, you know, just one of the only ones that I just, I happened to know and be kind of friendly with, uh, sent him a message and I basically, you know, gave him, uh, the, uh, the customer's uh, name, customer's phone number and a broad sort of outline of what the customer is looking to do. 
And I basically told him, I said, you know, dude, whatever it is that you're doing right now, I'm sure it's important and whatnot. You need to call this guy, right? You need to stop whatever you're doing. You need to call this guy right now because, you know, this sale is, this lead is is hot. And he's in sales, and so he knows what that means, right? And so he knows what he needs to do, and I don't need to tell him how to do his job. He knows how to do his job. I just needed to tell him, you need to get moving on this like pronto, right? And so <clears throat> my uh, my friend in sales uh, basically called the customer, and he closed out the sale, and you know the guy bought a, a dedicated server, and it turned out no, he really did need one because of you know various technical stuff that he was going to be doing. He really did need one, and so <clears throat> that was almost the end of it, right? Except I ended up getting hauled into HR, not. Well, not not into HR. HR was present in this meeting that I got kind of hauled into. But basically what it came down to was it, it's not that I was in trouble. They wanted to understand why, I guess, number one, why I did what I did. And then number two, how did I do it? And because they didn't, I don't know why, they didn't check the chat logs, but for some reason they didn't. And so they didn't understand how my sales friend knew to call this guy back. They understood what, like broadly what happened, but they didn't understand like the finer mechanics of it, right? And so what this ended up doing was not on purpose, you understand, but they realized, holy shit, there's a problem with our little system here that we use. It's fine for some things, but <clears throat> this idea of, you know, referring sales and all that stuff, it could actually start working against us. It almost did in this case. And so we ended up having to break the rules. And so whatever, we got the sale. But going forward, we need to come up with with a new system. And so that's what we did. And it was basically, it was because of me that that happened. Now, I don't know. Is it possible that if, if it hadn't been me who discovered this little flaw in their system if it hadn't been me might it have been somebody else yeah probably but the point is it was me so there you go um basically maybe this is just typical intj i found a hole in the system i foresaw how that would cause a problem later on and so i basically and without really getting permission from anybody i just implemented my own solution confident in the probability that my idea would probably work and indeed my idea did work and the success of my idea basically led to kind of sweeping changes to the way that tech support hands over leads and whatnot to uh, sales and so when i read this part about implementing changes without necessarily getting approval from others that you maybe should be getting approval from yeah guys i mean i've lived that, you know, and this is just one example. I mean, I've got a thousand different examples where, you know, I do what I think needs to be done. And because I happen to think that the established way doesn't really work. And I don't think I would have rationalized it quite that way before reading all of this stuff. But I realize now looking back at it, yeah, that was exactly my thought process, you know, and it was, I don't know, it's just, it, it's kind of a, It's kind of a revelation, I guess, is the point, you know, that I'm a big fan of 
understanding myself and as much as I can understanding others. And whenever you find something that is just so revelatory to who you are as a person, you know, it says so much and speaks to, uh, so much to the way that your mind works that it, it it's, I don't know. I mean, it's like on the one hand, I don't want to make too big a deal out of this, but on the other hand, it's like, my God, somebody out there understands me, you know? And I don't know. So I did some other, uh, some other, uh, uh, reading and yeah, you know, uh, I found a couple of other sources and these kind of speak to me as well. Another one, this comes from 16personalities.com. And page one of it says, INTJs radiate self-confidence and an aura of mystery, and their insightful observations, original ideas, and formidable logic enable them to push through with sheer willpower and force of personality. At times, it will seem that INTJs are bent on deconstructing and rebuilding every idea and system they come into contact with, employing a sense of perfectionism and even morality to this work. Anyone who doesn't have the talent to keep up with the INTJ's processes, or worse yet, doesn't see the point of them, is likely to immediately and permanently lose their respect. And here again, we're talking about not necessarily like, you know, me by name, but, you know, that's, you know, definitely, you know, me. The other thing, though, is the... I don't even know, like, if uh, it's necessarily the the best term to use here, but I keep hearing the term futurism, you know? And basically, INTJs, they tend to be very mindful of of the future. You know, we are not a, we're not really a people that, that live in the moment, you know, our mind tends to be on, well, what's the end game of this? What's going to happen in the future, you know, and where are things going? And, you know, on the one hand, you know, I was kind of tempted to kind of disagree with that, but gee, the future, let's see. Guys, except for you know, a couple of episodes of weird stuff that I need to record with Chris Honeywell, I'm set on Trennis Magnus Punch's reality. I don't need to record anything new between now and the the end of September. Does it sound like I've planned ahead? Futurism, perhaps? And I don't know. I mean, it's just... <clears throat> when you find something that it's like, it, this is like the Rosetta Stone to your own soul... It, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's just, there's this weird reassurance that goes with it that it's like, oh my God, this is great. I'm not crazy. I spent all of these years wondering, you know, wow, am I, am I a little bit, am I a little bit nuts here? You know, am I the weirdo in the room that just doesn't seem to get it? No, I'm not. Uh, This is, this is normal. Obviously it's not especially common, but it, this is normal, you know? And I don't, it was just, it, it was very reassuring to find this, you know, and so anyway, uh, I guess I could keep going with this, but you know, I I think for the most part, I've said more or less what I've needed to say and I've cleared my throat more or less as many times as I need to clear it. So enough is probably too much, but, uh, I don't know. This has been, I don't know, just reading all of this stuff. This has actually been very affirming and very, in a weird kind of way, kind of comforting, you know? to know that there's not something wrong with me, that this is, this is, 
well, who I am. And it doesn't mean that there's a problem. It just means that, well, 2% of the world is like this. We're not, we're not super common, but, I don't know, special, maybe? I don't know. So, different. That's okay. So, anyway, if you guys are in any way interested in this, <clears throat> I do recommend, uh, you know, going out and taking one of these uh, Myers-Briggs personality tests. And you know what? Fuck it. Go ahead and send me an email. Let me know, like, what were your results. And, I don't know, who knows? Maybe I can talk about it on mic or something like that. Just send me an email. You know, trentusmagnus at gmail.com. That's T-R-E-N-T-U-S-M-A-G-N-U-S at gmail.com. You can find tests or a link to a test, I think, at typelogic.com. That's T-Y-P-E-L-O-G-I-C.com. You can find links to tests there. And so just send me send me your results. Let me know what you come up with, because I'm kind of curious to find out. So anyway, trinusmagnus at gmail.com. Send me an email if, if you want, and we can talk about it. But I think that's pretty much it for me right now. So bye, everybody. I'll see you next time.